Hello everyone and welcome to the most recent edition of the Voicing Vulnerabilities podcast. So today I've got three of my built fellows with me because on this one I'm going to kind of talk about rejection and rejection in the employment world because I know that we're all going through this at the moment and I feel like I need friends to talk about this with so I've got my actual friends um because it is worth seeking out some human support when you're just getting rejection after rejection after rejection um so yeah I'm gonna try and hopefully get some reassurance from these guys and get their stories and uh vulnerabilities and really get (laughs) so guys i'm going to start with emily so what do you usually do to cope with a series of rejections and employment yeah i mean are you receiving rejections at the moment i think at the moment not really because i'm i'm still studying but i have obviously applied for a lot of jobs in the past um I think an important thing when you're getting rejected from jobs is to not take it personally and to try and remember that there it's not an assessment on your character it's more you know you're going to fit into their role and do they see you as working well in that company and if someone's saying to you you know no we don't see you fitting in in this company I think you sort of have to take a step back and think okay well would I want to fit into this company if they don't want me anyway um I think it's always good to remember that when you're having a job interview or when you're applying for a job, you need to be assessing them as much as they're assessing you. And if they're not seeing you as a fit in their job, maybe you think, okay, well, I wasn't going to fit that, so they don't fit with me. So, you know, on to the next thing and finding somewhere where I can fit in properly. Mm, That's quite a positive outlook. I quite like that. But I was just thinking that some interviews, you can get like personality tests. I don't know if you've had one of those. But they kind of like make you do like personality tests as part of the assessment procedure. And sometimes when you get rejected after that, that can feel personal. It's like (laughs) they're rejecting your value set and your personality on this one. It's like going on a blind date and someone be like, oh, that personality stinks. Um, (laughs) But maybe I'm talking from a complete opposite end of the spectrum as someone who takes it personally. But no, I think it's just I've recently applied for two jobs that I really wanted that really aligned with my values really was kind of what I wanted to be doing and they wanted philosophy graduates which is scarce and very rare so I was like oh my god they want me (laughs) no one ever wants a philosophy graduate Um, I found that quite difficult I think at the moment especially because everyone's being made redundant given covid that like I see applications like there's over like 200 applicants here like Obviously, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be taking this personally, but at the same time, it's like someone else has just got that slight edge. And it's like, how am I ever going to get the experience to have my, give myself that slight edge over everyone else if I don't um, get I the job? It is worth saying, though. I mean, I've had interviews before where I've got through the application process, I've got through the interview, the interview's gone really well, I've really like got on with the interviewers and then just didn't get the job because someone else just just slightly had that edge and I think it's important to remember that there is like quite an arbitrary element to it like Emily was saying like at the end of the day it's a couple of people making important decisions on quite limited information Mm. and I think that was really useful when I was feeling particularly rejected and feeling particularly hurt because I didn't get a particular job Um, just to remember that 
it's just one person. Like you wouldn't usually be offended if one person didn't think you were the best person in the world. And I think you have to have that outlook on it. Yeah, because a lot of them are based on like marking systems. So it's actually yeah, quite like quite a impersonalized system of like meeting the points and the point. So it's not necessarily saying that, oh, they didn't have a very good impression. I think they're just trying to tick some boxes. Um, I guess it just it comes with the emotional element, I guess, depending on the context you're in. And if you're desperate for money or desperate to establish some independence after university, which I think many people are hoping for, it can have that spiral effect, I guess. Toby, what about you? I'd probably echo um, what Marley and Emily have said. I think definitely about not taking it personally. And I think it's one of those things where it is possible to kind of do everything right and still not. Um, and still not get the job and that's not your fault I think that can be kind of a scary thought but you can you know write the best cover letter you've ever written have a really good TV and just because it was just one person and they had maybe quite a specific idea of the person they wanted to hire and you didn't quite fit that I think it, it, yeah there is there is a luck element to it and I think you've just got to you've just got to keep keep powering through and, and if you get rejected yeah, try your best not to take it personally and just say maybe it was just a bad situation or bad luck and there will be one of them that comes through for you at some point. And do you tell your like family and friends about your like, being rejected or is it something you keep quite private? Okay. Um, I think it's quite a good thing to talk about because it sort of, it normalises it in that sense. If you're going to sort of keep it to yourself and think, oh, I've been rejected by this job and it's really upset me and I'm not going to tell anyone because I'm really ashamed of it, then you're like perpetuating that shame. Whereas mm. like everybody gets rejected from all sorts of jobs all the time and to talk about it with friends and family can sort of help you to navigate through it and they'll probably be like oh you know that wasn't the one for you then obviously something better for you is going to come along and more suited to you and I think it could definitely help you to sort of get through that rejection if you're feeling particularly bad about it I think That's, just keeping yeah. it to yourself just isn't a particularly healthy way of dealing with it you're kind of taking the stigma away if you're kind of like just casually saying it to your family and friends like oh yeah I got rejected like if you try and like laugh about it I don't know if that's trying to evade your emotional hurt or the wounded side of element but you know I've got to the point now where I'm just trying to just laugh at every time I get rejected um but yeah don't necessarily know if that's the best method but I definitely do tell family and friends about it and I think yeah the shame can be quite crippling if you're keeping something to yourself and you're obviously finding it quite painful. I think as well, if you're talking to people about it, like everyone you talk to is going to have their own stories about when they got rejected or if they missed out on something they really wanted. And it is kind of nice to share that, to share that experience and have them say, actually, you know, I didn't get the job I really wanted. And then six months later, I got my dream job and stuff. So it's nice just to hear that you're not the only one going through it. And that when other people have gone through the same thing, things have ended up working out nicely for them because everyone has been rejected for jobs at some point so yeah you can kind of talk to people about that and just yeah just normalize it a bit I would add a caveat to this and that is that for me personally I after I've been rejected I love talking about it um I think of, often it comes with a funny story or just something that is really easy to bond with people but I don't like people asking me how interviews went particularly if I didn't get the job so I don't tell many people if I have an interview because otherwise I feel like I then I, I then feel the pressure that I'm gonna have to tell them afterwards I, mm. I feel like it has to be on your terms like you have to talk about it when you want to and when you're ready to so if you don't want that sort of pressure 
you can just choose a couple of people who you know aren't going to be weird about it that you tell and that you can be excited with so it's exciting when you get an interview but I think there is a benefit to keeping it on your terms mm, yeah that's a good point money actually I think I've I've made that mistake before of like telling loads of people I've got an interview and then like feeling so ashamed afterwards because I'm like I have to like disclose that I've not got the job and like it's just like an extra burden to the whole process of the job search I guess um I think that especially when you're a graduate and you're applying for jobs there's like this really serious pressure to instantly get into um a really successful well-paying job that like uses your degree um especially with things like um when you apply to a course it tells you oh 50 percent of graduates are in this kind of job after a year or the um the questionnaire that comes around we've talked about this before that comes around after a year of graduating and they're like where are you now and i think there's this pressure to get like a grad job and to get a really successful job instantly and i think that pressure can also like aid in that in that feeling of rejection it can make that feeling of rejection so much more intense because you've put this pressure on yourself when really like the more important thing i guess is to just sort of like survive and get through it and maybe you can't get into like a really good paying grad job instantly and you have to take some lower paying jobs that aren't in the way that you want to go but that's okay too and I think not putting the pressure on yourself to succeed like as soon as you've graduated is really important because in reality imagine a lot of people don't get their ideal job instantly like you've got to work towards it. I imagine also that a lot of people don't know what their ideal job is and you don't want to kind of force yourself to just pick a grad scheme or pick something because it, it seems like it's a good job you know you've got time and if that means working jobs you're not sure about and kind of finding out a bit more about yourself and what you want first then maybe that ends up actually being a really good thing yeah i think there's a point here about um also following suit with everyone else because i think the demographic at bristol uni especially and kind of a lot of other russell groups is that well everyone else is applying for grad schemes or grad jobs so like maybe i should too you know you start quite you become externally referenced and start questioning all your life choices like well i can't work in a bar because no one else from uni is doing that when actually it's like you might not be best place for a grad scheme or a grad job straight after uni i think sometimes when i've been rejected i've actually looked at the duties and responsibilities again and been like oh was i really cut out for that <laughs> could i really have handled that at this point <laughs> were they ready for some of my you know inadequacies or whatever but um, i mean in the wise words of uh, caroline harvey a job interview is a two-way process like you're not they're not just assessing your suitability for the role you're also seeing if you want that and if you fit that and I think quite often when you get the call that you haven't got the job or you get the email or whatever yeah like you said you have that reflection of being like actually did I want that was I ready for that um, and it's not all sometimes it's self-doubt and I think it's important to recognize that but also sometimes it's just accepting that you weren't ready for it and it will be better suited to you later on in life definitely mm -hmm. I feel like speaking from personal experience I got to the very end like towards the end of like a competitive grad scheme um a couple of years ago and I was really like I got competitive and I was like okay I'm through to the next stage and I'm through to the next stage and then when I got rejected at the end of it I was like did I actually want this job or did I just get caught up in the like, oh, I've got through to the next stage now, like this is actually going somewhere. And you kind of lose sight of the fact that you would then have to work there. It's not just about like the process and getting on and being accepted. It's like, well, after that, I then have to work for this company. And like, 
do I really want to do that? So. I think like um, it's kind of like you start running on a hamster wheel, like chasing, chasing, chasing without actually stopping to think. Because I think at the moment, like it's just this high pressure environment where it's like, well, how am I going to get jobs if the economy's tanking? Like what's going on with COVID? Maybe I just need some ounce of security. I think it's that yearning for certainty and stability, which, you know, you probably wouldn't even get if you got the job. You never really get full certainty. But I think on that point, it's important to remember that you have to reflect and think, you know, is this also for me? Um, I, have, I was thinking like in terms of your personal stories of rejection, when you kind of, so it seems there, Emily, you're kind of saying that, well, it, you've taught you that actually you need to start reflecting a bit more in the job application process rather than just running headfirst into it. And do, do either of you guys, Marnie or Toby, like have anything that you've kind of, felt like you developed alongside rejection and disappointment in the job search, like something that's kind of grown. This doesn't necessarily have to be growth. Sometimes it can just be quite crushing and then you just move on with your life. I, because I'm a part-time student, I did a lot of job searching at the beginning of this year and I had, I had a lot of rejections and I think it's important to note that not every rejection is soul crushing, like we've just been saying. Um, but some of them really, really are, and it's okay to give yourself a bit of morning time for it and to be a bit kind to yourself after you don't get something because the job application process is quite hard and you actually put a lot of effort in. So when you don't get it, you feel like you haven't gotten anything out of it, but that's often not true. I had to do a presentation for one of the job interviews that I didn't get and I ended up using it three or four times throughout uni because it was really good and I put lots, I put loads of effort into it. So I think, yeah, I think being kind to yourself is really important. You asked us what, what we did in our moments of rejection and I just, I cook a really big meal with lots of really complicated parts to it just to kind of be a bit productive and prove to myself that I can still do things. Um, but also you, you gain lots of professional skills from it as well. Like every time you get a rejection, you learn a new skill from it. What, what kind of skills do you think that is that just like resilience do you think I think it's partly resilient but interview is also about practice like particularly as a graduate you're often going up against people who are older than you who have more experience than you and who've probably done more interviews than you so the more interviews you get in the more job applications you get in they are a skill of and to themselves so if you kind of look at it like practice sometimes that can help ease the blow a bit mm, that's a good point actually yeah I, I would I'd say the same definitely for sure I think I'm sure everyone doesn't I used to get really 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 nervous before job interviews um and yeah but the more you do them I think I think you get more and more things thrown at you that you you kind of just get used to sort of expecting the unexpected because I think a lot of interviews sometimes will get a weird question or they'll ask you to do something you weren't expecting or it will be on Zoom and you weren't expecting that. And the more you do it, the more you kind of realise that actually it's not the end of the world. You will deal with it. And, you know, maybe that interview, it went a bit wrong, but the next time you'll be able to expect it. And, yeah, I think it, it just does become easier. You become more confident the more of them you do. And just because a single interview went badly, that might be a really good learning lesson for the next interview. So it's not, yeah, it's not, like you've got nothing out of it as you said money it's still a it's still a learning experience also it's worth noting this is purely from personal experience but i think it does happen quite often 
if you have an interview and you get on really well with the interviewers and it goes really well, they'll quite often ask to keep your CV on file. And further down the line, you might get a job with an organization that previously rejected you. And honestly, that is an amazing feeling because it, you, you understand it wasn't personal. It was about that particular job. And that is 99 times out of 100 what it is. It's not personal. It's about your suitability for that specific role. Um, so don't, don't give up on organisations just because they've rejected you once. Because uh, this is uh, something that's happening a lot at the moment because of the sheer amount of workloads that everyone's got responding to the crisis. Is I think a lot of people are sending off CVs, application cover letters, and just receiving that radio silence. Would I, I've actually started thinking about just sending a follow-up email not too soon after but just to check you know oh is it worth me put like putting my cv on file um is there anything i should know about future opportunities because i do think persistence and patience is the key kind of skill we're practicing because sometimes you know the emails world things can get lost and i think the silence can be you don't really get the closure of um you know, the actual rejection is good in one way because you get the closure of being like, okay, that's done, move on. But when there's just not even an acknowledgement that an application's arrived or been sent, I think that's a tricky one to get your head around. It's not really like any kind of like negative feeling, just a bit of confusion maybe. And like, did I even send that? <laughs> I think I think being, being persistent is is definitely good and, you know, making sure you know, potentially sending follow-up emails if you think it's appropriate. But I think also where it's happened to me in the past where I've done like a massive application, if it's been like a big application pack or, you know, like a really kind of effort intensive one. And then I've not heard anything back um, or maybe, you know, they've acknowledged they've received it, but I've never officially received a rejection or anything like that. I do sometimes think actually, was that an organization I wanted to work for? If they couldn't even be bothered to set up an automated email to just send to people and say, sorry, we had loads of applicants and yours wasn't sort of interesting to us. Is that the kind of, environment that's going to be good to work and that's going to have good you know you're going to get good relationships in so i think sometimes yeah if you don't hear back maybe it's for the best so rejection if you if you were to receive a rejection tomorrow guys would you feel prepared <laughs> deep down are you going to just go straight to the telling your friends about it cooking um or are you just gonna sit and grovel I'm more in the gruffle stage of the uh, job search process, but I think that's because paying rent is, you know, you can't suddenly escape that. And I think it's quite important to acknowledge that uh, there is that anxiety inducing element of, I do need to make money somehow in the current challenging circumstances. Actually, I think you actually make an interesting point in terms of the fact that lots of students do need to pay rent. Like I think, it's important not to view the job hunt as like, oh, it's like a quest for the perfect job and you can take as much time as you like. Like, no, there are bills to pay. And I actually found it really reassuring to get a, well, I got a receptionist job. So I had some money coming in because that meant that I could take a bit more time looking for something that I actually wanted without that sort of pressure of like, oh my God, like if you don't get a job in the next two weeks, you will literally be unable to pay rent. Yeah, I think it's finding that balance in your priorities and if it's your sort of dream job, goal, avenue that you're like aiming for, but just so you have that security and that time, then that's okay too. Like, 
when I finished uni my undergrad I took a year and I worked in three different bars and like it wasn't very glamorous and it wasn't like oh yeah I'm a Bristol like English literature graduate and now I work in three bars um but it was good because it gave me time to apply to my MPhil and it gave me time to think about if that was what I really wanted to do and that was more important then because I had the stability and security and the independence to not have to live at home because I had those jobs I could live away from home and have that time so yeah definitely like finding your priorities and accepting that it doesn't have to be the perfect job straight away give yourself some time by like making yourself financially stable first anything anything to add toby are we all good no i think i think that that covers it really yeah i guess i'd say so i've had some jobs where uh, i thought they're going to be the best job in the world they're really amazing they seem really cool and they've been kind of disappointing and i've had other jobs where i was like oh god i just need a paycheck i thought it was gonna be rubbish and i've met the loveliest people had a really amazing time and i think you can never really know but yeah, as you say, you've, sometimes you've just got to kind of uh, take a punt and go for it and it might end up working way better than you thought it would. Well, thanks for your offering your reassurances because I think there's a lot of graduates currently on the tedious job hunt at the moment to the point <laughs> where it's just a bit like you see th- over 300 applicants on LinkedIn and you're like, maybe it's just not worth <laughs> the energy. Um but yeah, I've actually learned a lot. I think Marnie's got you. I feel like you've had a lot of experience in the job search and rejections uh, world now. So um, yes, I can proudly say I've been rejected many, many times. Woo! <laughs> 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 Three cheers for rejection. Thanks for uh, coming on to the show, guys. Very helpful. Bye. See you soon. Bye.